0: Hi everyone, my name's is Raja, um, many of you may know me because I administer the um, GP registrars for FRAC GP prep group on Facebook. I thought prior to the exam cycle starting again, um, I'll go through some basic principles, particularly with a focus on the KFP, but also talk a little bit about the AKT and the OSCEs. Um, for those of you that um, are preparing for the exams, uh, good luck. So the first thing is, as you know, the RACGP has a trio of exams uh, and you need to pass both the AKT and the KFP exam in order to be eligible to sit the OSCE. So the AKT is a multiple choice exam. Um, Essentially, it's an exam based on knowledge, based on clinical scenarios and choosing the most appropriate answer given a list of options. There are some EMQ matching questions as well. The KFP is rather special, it's more about a candidate's clinical judgement and clinical reasoning aspects. Now when you think about it, in real life general practice, you'd apply these principles on a daily basis, because you don't really know what's coming through the door, and you don't really have all the investigations on hand. So you need to make a decision at the time of your consult, based on the available information that you're able to obtain. The OSCE is a combination of both the skills required to pass the AKT and the skills required to pass the KFP, but it's essentially a dramatisation. You need to be able to put everything in practice and physically show the examiner that you're a safe doctor and are eligible and are happy and competent to practice independently anywhere in Australia. Now, there are a number of resources to study for these exams, everything from Dr. Murtagh's book to how to treat guidelines, RACGP guidelines, check magazines, AFP magazines and quizzes and there are a bundle of online question banks of which only one of which I'm associated with through kfponline.com.au. So you can use all of these resources but essentially you need to come up with a strategy to use the resource that best fits you and don't forget at GP registrars for FRACGP prep there's lots of free information particularly if you go to the file section. In fact I've written 24 cases, 3 questions per case uh, with regards to the KFP exams and there's plenty of other members that constantly provide advice. Now specifically focusing on the KFP exam there are 26 cases, the exam lasts for three and a half hours and usually there are two to three questions per case. There can be a combination of text-based cases or cases with photographs. And usually with photograph questions, the questions are cascading. In fact, you'd say that most of the KFP, the questions are cascading. And what that means is, the questions for part two and part three of the case depend on the answers to part one. So you might have a diagnostic question for the first question, and the second part of that KFP case might be investigations that you'd do and the third part might be management. Now when you think about general practice, that's kind of what we do on a general basis every single day. A patient comes in with a presenting complaint. We come up with an, you know, an impression or a differential diagnosis. Then we hypothesize and test those diagnoses by performing investigations and then come up with a management plan based on the results of the investigations. So the KFP tries to emulate a real-life scenario. It's got its flaws, it's not perfect, but that's what it's trying to do. And a candidate needs to understand that in order to be able to do well in the KFP. Now, the important thing about the KFP also is that you won't be penalised for the order of your answers. So for example, if you had a patient with chest pain and you wrote you're gonna give him some morphine prior to calling the ambulance, for example, you won't be penalized that you hadn't called the ambulance first. The order of your answers for those questions doesn't really matter. As long as the pertinent answers are there, that's all that matters. The KFP has a combination of free text questions, that is, you can answer your um, uh, answers in free text format, or you can actually select the answers based on a list. Now, first of all, there's a lot of misconception about what overcoding is. And as far as I'm aware, the RACGP don't define what overcoding is in a public forum. This might be not true, but I haven't heard anything like that. and haven't been able to find any documentation about what exactly it is. But I can tell you it's not the same as negative marking. Negative marking means that if you wrote the wrong answer, then I penalize you. So I take away the marks that I was going to avoid you. That's actually a much more harsher form of punishment, so to speak. Overcoding is different. Overcoding is if you write something that's incorrect, but you write too much, or you write something that's a little bit too much, but it's actually correct, then a percentage of your overall mark is taken away. And I think, and don't quote me on it, the percentage per overcode is about 0.25% and i believe it's per case and not by per question. So if you overcoded 8 to 10 cases, i suspect you would lose about, you know, 0.25% multiplied by 8 or 10 cases. Now, it's really important prior to preparing for the exams, you read the commentaries published by the RCGP about the KFP. And there's also commentaries on the OSCE, and there's also commentaries on the AKT as well. They provide excellent insight onto what is actually required from the RACGP. These commentaries have only been available over the last couple of years, even less. Prior to that, people were going into these exams literally blind. So kudos to the RACGP for trying to be more transparent in what the KFP and the trio of exams are actually are. Now let's not kid ourselves. The KFP is challenging, okay? So I, I, I have met candidates that have actually done really well on the kfp and done poorly on the akt but the majority of candidates do reasonably well on the akt and do poorly on the kfp and when i say poorly they still pass but there is a differential usually between 10 or 15 marks between the two exams the marking criteria is never transparent it's a bit disappointing that racgp haven't released any specific marking criteria, but they are the exam sitters And we are just going to have to live with that. Now, it's really important that overcoding is not ignored. It is a definite killer. It's not a myth. It's definitely a killer. But there are strategies that I'll talk about where you can minimize your risk of getting penalized for overcoding. It may not be a foolproof strategy, but going into these KFP exams, you need to have a strategy. Okay, so these podcasts are all about minimizing your risk of not answering the KFP questions properly. Moving on to the next podcast, we'll talk specifically about some techniques that you can employ on a daily basis and I want you to start doing it right now so that come exam time, you're not surprised. We'll touch base during the next podcast. Thank you.